Well, thank you. How awesome. are you? Awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm good. It, it has been a while uh, since we, we've had the Friday check-in, so I'm really excited for this one. Um, so to those who don't know me, my name is Sam, also known as Sam the Challenger. And my passion is to help people change their lives through developing healthier habits. And I'm Dineo. I'm all about financial wellness and um, evidently as well, very big proponent of mental wellness. And so I'm very glad that we're here to hope make South Africans uh, live much healthier financial lives. Yes, awesome. So today, um, our talk will be slightly different um, than the ones that we've had um, in October. Um, today, we, we are going to be talking a little bit about mental health issues that affect men. Yes, and we'll also look at how your financial situation can have an impact on your level of mental well-being. Um, and, you know, we're going to be focusing on men in general. Uh, but really, the insights aren't just for men. I think there's a lot that we're going to be learning just about how to handle financial stress and mental um, stress. De definitely. And the reason why we were speaking mainly about men's health is that um, the month of October informally is known as Men's Health Awareness Month. And actually today is, you know, Men's International Day. So to all the men that are listening, um, happy Men's International Day. I don't know what we do to celebrate this day. Um, and that is why today we're going to be looking at, at men's mental health, um, financial health, and what is the link um, between mental health and financial fitness. And today we have two great guests. Um, we've got comedian, actor, um, Carpo More, and he's been championing the cause of mental's, uh, men's mental health. Aha. Uh, he joins us today to talk about his journey towards mental health, um, wellness and why this issue is so important to him. Yes. And, um, actually his, his, his journey actually began when he posted a picture online, um, challenging myself and Standard Bank to actually, uh, a run to just raise awareness for men's mental health. Um, so we are going to be having a, a fun run um, just to to highlight men's mental health issues tomorrow. So anyway, you are at seven o'clock. Um, put on your running shoes. We're going to be we are going to be running 10 kilometers. Yes, Dineo. I hope you're going to be running too. <laughs> I mean, look, we have uh, risen to the challenge and we're going to be doing this. So um, for all of you who want to join us, uh, please do tag um Standard Bank ZA on social media, or you can use the hashtag FinanceFitSA to let us know that you ran the race or tell us what your time was. Yeah. Yes, awesome. And our second guest um, is no stranger to the Finance Fit SA Twitter Space session. So we, we're going to be speaking to the head of Standard Bank Wealth Academies, Dr. Tandusanga Chume. Um, who he, he, who is passionate, you know, about producing a generation of financially fit young people. Yes, and we're going to be talking to Dr. Chume about what links he's seen uh, between financial fitness and the mental health of men and people in general. Definitely. So today, you know, the, the purpose of today, the aim of today um, is, is, is us highlighting, you know, the, the issues that men face um, in terms of mental health and, and, and how they can be able to get help and also how they can also develop financial, healthier financial habits that will also impact on their mental health. And we should obviously mention that uh, while we will be giving our own insights and sharing our own stories and Carpo and Doc, uh, Dr. Chume will be telling their stories and giving their perspectives on some of the issues we touch on, um, this session is not obviously um, a session where we're 
giving medical advice or financial advice for that matter. We're just sharing strategies um, and, and mechanisms to perhaps uh, take and, um, you know, uh, see how you could maybe support yourself or go out there and look for the help that you need. Definitely. And post the, the space, Dino, we'll be, we'll be sharing organizations um, that you can reach out to if you've got mental health issues or mental health problems. Um, please speak to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or someone that is trained to deal with these issues. So we will post, we'll be posting something, um, and, and information about organizations that you can actually reach out to at the end of the Twitter space. Absolutely, Sam. So, uh, without further delay, let's get into it. Um, and, get in with our guests um obviously please do not forget to join the conversation tweet uh tweet us with uh using the hashtag finance fit sa awesome awesome so couple welcome to um the standard bank finance fit sa twitter space how are you doing today Awesome, awesome, awesome. Glad, glad to have you here. Um, um, why, according to your view, why is it important for people to talk about men's mental health specifically? You know, so because I didn't want to talk to anyone, I didn't, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to, um, you know, let, let people know what I'm going through because I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm a man, you know, I'm strong inside, you know, yeah. men don't cry, you know, men don't talk, you know, that's how I felt. And the biggest regret is that I, I is not talking to people about what I was going through, yeah. you know, so that's why I feel like it's very, very important for, 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 for people like men to talk about what they're going through. You know, I almost lost my life because I didn't want to talk, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't want to show people that I'm weak. Yeah. And, and you know, and so that's why I say it's very important. Couple, very, very interesting. Sorry to hear that about your parents and, and your and your experience. Um, do you do you think society in general do discourage men to speak openly, you know, about issues that they're having, you know, especially with mental health? Um, you know, like like I said, bro, it's 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 I wanted to be a man, you know, I wanted to show people I'm a man, so people don't cry. So I got that from people saying men don't cry. You know, some people, some, some, uh, some people get it from their parents because they feel like you're, you're a man, so don't uh, come here and cry, mm -hmm. you know, your brother, you know, and, and, and especially as, as, you know, we have older brothers, we never wanted to show our brothers that we are, we are weak, because I grew up not wanting to show my brother that I'm weak, you know? I wanted to show him that I'm a man and, and, and I'm strong, 
So, you know, like society, like, yeah, always I can say yes, you know. I, I, I can say yes, you know, it's because of, yeah. Yeah, um, a very um, heavy story, I think, um, and obviously a very heavy subject matter. But um, we're now going to bring uh, Dr. Tandu Chume into the conversation just to touch on the, you know, the money aspect of it. And, you know, uh, just a brief intro, Dr. Tandu is the um, head of Standard Bank Wealth Academies. He's very passionate about creating intergenerational wealth and making sure young South Africans are empowered to take control of their finances. And today we're um, going to be talking to him about how he feels a person's financial situation can impact their level of mental health. Dr. Tandu, thank you once again for joining us. Hello. Hi, Danilo. Um, hi, Sam. Hello, everybody. So thank you. Hello. We're going to get right into it. Um, how much work do you feel needs to be done to be able to or to better educate young people on how to handle their finances? And I suppose, you know, balance that and, and, and their mental health and the strains that they face in their daily financial situations. No, definitely. I think it's important. And I think I think one of the important things that we need to look at, especially having this talk about mental wellness, I just like to actually um, articulate and define what mental wellness is. Um, I am a medical doctor, so I can't go into that space at the moment. Yeah. Um, according to the World Health Organization, uh, mental wellness is defined as a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities can cope with the normal stresses of life and can work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. So now if we look at financial wellness, which essentially looks at managing your finances in a way that allows you to live your life the fullest, um, it becomes extremely important, the whole concept of mental wellness and financial wellness. So one of the things that I'd just like to touch on quickly is um, a recent study that was done by the Money and Mental Health Policy Institute, um, which basically looked at individuals and looked at poor finances and often how these lead to stress and anxiety. And just thinking of some of the stats that came out of that, you know, I mean, we've got 46% of people with debt also had mental health diagnoses. 86% of people with mental health issues and debt said that their debt makes their mental health issues even worse. And people mm. with depression and debt are 4.2 times more likely to have still have debt after a year to two years compared to their counterparts without debt. Um, so it, it becomes quite important to look at that there. I mean, think about it for yourself and everybody on this call. When you aren't managing your finances properly and your salary comes in on the 30th or the 20th or the 25th, um, if you aren't managing your finances properly and you've got dependence and responsibilities, you most definitely are going to feel a few stress-related issues with regards to mental wellness. Mm. You're going to have anxiety about debit orders going off. You might have depression about not being able to fulfill certain duties with dependents that you'd like to fulfill. Um, that depression might also come from regrets of overspending and not budgeting. Um, you might have fatigue because financial stress leads to sleeplessness and lack of concentration. So you're definitely going to be tired. And then you add on sleeplessness, in other words, insomnia, which basically decreases your productivity levels on a daily basis. And that's what happens to most people when their salaries come in, especially within our communities and especially within our country and the way the economy is at the moment. So that's the basic link to it for me is that um, financial wellness can lead to mental wellness, but financial unwellness can ultimately lead to mental unwellness and vice versa. Um, if you are mentally unwell, you are not going to be financially well and you're going to be 
doing risk behaviors and not managing your finances appropriately. So I think that the link is very, very intricate and it basically speaks to life. Absolutely, Dr. Uh, Tandu. And I think perhaps just a follow-up question and somehow linked to the first question that um, Sam posed to um, Carpo, just about the link between, um, you know, society's expectations. Um, do you think that there's a clear link between mental uh, men's uh, financial situation and their mental health and obviously taking all these social pressures into consideration as well? Most definitely. I mean, there's, there's a nice term that's been bantered around for a couple of few years now, um, talking to mascul- um, toxin masculinity, I think it is. And, and I think and I think that's basically used to define um, unhealthy and often traditional characteristics or attributes that are associated with us as men. Um, and, and I mean, some of these things are basically, um, I mean, people tend to assume that men should be the protectors in relationships. They should be the breadwinners. They should be the leaders. And, and men are generally also associated with anger and selfishness and aggression. And, and all of that can be quite problematic. So just looking at those traditional roles that are being perpetuated out of there about how men should be running their lives and they should have everything in charge. Now imagine if a man doesn't have the financial ability to run that life um, and how that can effectively like, you know, um, lead to mental unwellness. And I think and, I, and there's, there's a very interesting saying that I heard years ago that said men tend to keep so much bottled up inside. And this includes all the traumas and heartbreaking moments, just as what um, we've just heard now. Um, with regards to the stories we're hearing is, you know, we, we hold all those things in and eventually there has to be a release somewhere. Mm. And it can be a release of either you punching a glass, punching mm. someone else or or abusing drugs and alcohol to 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 basically deal with your situation. And and I think that's the that's the basic concept. And that's how it articulates itself. And that's how it sort of shows itself in our daily lives as men, especially African men, um, mm. which is even a bigger caveat. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Definitely. Thanks for that, actually, Dr. Tandu. I just want to go back to Carpo. So I think as Dr. Tandu um, alluded to, you know, that outlet, how do you deal with this? So Carpo, how did you deal, you know, with, with the mental health issues? I know you have spoken openly about your battle with depression. So what help did you get and how did you get it? And how can also other men who are listening to this and struggling maybe with the same issue go and get help? Um, um, you know, um, Sammy, you know what happened to me was 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 I didn't have people around me to talk to, you know, and I didn't have people who gave me advice to go see um, the help, you know. Before I moved to Joburg, when I was still in Math Town, like the, the, that's when um, you know, that's, like I said, when my parents passed passed away, I I was at home, one man, and I did not have anyone because I felt like, you know, you know, I could, I I want I want to chill in and in the hood in the hood and do nothing. So when I came to to Pretoria, you know, that's when I started missing them too much. So every day I would write letters, you know, and 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 uh, if like today I did some, uh, someone did something wrong to me, I won't mention the name. Um, when someone did something wrong to me, you know, with like school and whatever, I would write something on a, on a note, you know, talking to my mom and mom today, you know, they didn't give me money to go to school. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm crying and and, and no one is here to help me. You know, next day like that, mom, I don't have money to go to. You know, and and now because it was building and I was talking to someone who was not there, like, you know, in front of me. And I started to feel like, you know what, I don't need to be in this world. 
you know I, 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 that's what I said to myself I don't need to be in this world I don't want to live here I, I, I'm tired because my life has changed you know you know in Kasi they say you're the cheese brother Kasi so I was like that in the hood so I had to move this with move in with someone and I won't mention the name you know and that person was like my role model was like my everything you know my blood and um started you know I, I started like cutting myself you know my hand and and all of that because i have nothing to live for that's what i used to tell myself you know i'm a disappointment mm. you know because there were that person used to tell me that i'm a, I'm a disappointment i'll never make it alive and 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 one thing i didn't want to do was to, di- to to disappoint my mom and dad you know in heaven and that's the one thing one thing i need to finish school and become something you know and when there's someone that person told me that i failed it is one of those things that is, you know what, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this life. You know, I failed, I disappointed my parents, you know, and it, um, two months later, I went to the school to say, can I have my report? I want to leave the school. They said, but why are you leaving the school? Because you did not fail, you know, and I had to move to Joburg. I had, I had to leave with my friend who was always there for me, no matter what. And, you know, he told me, oh, I'm going to go see someone. You know, I said, nah, man, those things don't work. Those people don't work, man. I, I don't believe in that, you know. And I went to see some some doctor and spoke to her and I, I released everything out there. You know, I told her how, what I'm going through because I always tell people, like, I can't tell you how I feel. You know, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't know. I don't know who knows this feeling that I'm going through. You know, the feeling of attention. You know, I want attention. I want, I, want to, I want to cut myself so someone can just say, oh, my God, sorry. You know, and, you know, for me to deal with that thing, to be honest, and I'm going to say it for real, I deal with prayer. You know, I, I I prayed a lot. You know, I went down on my knees and I prayed a lot, and I had to make sure that God please help me. You know, because I really need help. Because I don't want to leave this world. You know, and I'm tired of stressing people and telling them I'm going to kill myself to get their attention. You know, because that's what I was doing. I always wanted to kill myself. I just wanted to die. You know what I'm saying? Because I have I, I felt like I have nothing left. I have no one. My parents are gone, both of them, and I saw them both die. You know, so those pictures keep coming back to me. It's like my mom is on the hospital bed, and 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 the windows open, and it's wet. You know, it's raining, and we're the doctor. So those pictures didn't go away from me. So for me, is that today I'm here, you know, I'm yeah. strong, and, and and I'm happy. So whoever's going through depression, man, you know, I understand that feeling. No, you can't explain that feeling. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to explain that feeling. Through, but you know, I went to the went and I got the help that I need. You know, I talked to the doctor and I told the doctor what I'm going through and how I feel. And you know, it's okay to look for help. You know, you know, don't 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 be shy. Don't say what are people gonna say to you. Say, you know, because that's what I used to say to myself. Like, what is this person gonna say that I'm looking for help? So you know, I found the help that I need. You know, I prayed. You know, um, I'm here. I'm happy, you know, and I know my parents, where they are, they're happy also, yeah. you know. So, so that's how I do so, thank, it. Thank you, thank you for sharing the experience, um, Kappa. I just want you maybe to go deeper into, you know, your, your sessions with the doctor, you know, because I know a lot of people, you know, kind of use going to see a doctor or a psychologist as a quick fix, you know. What are some of the things that you, you had to unlearn? What are the, some of the things that you had to learn during that process to get to where you are today? You know, because there is a difference, as you've mentioned, where you were, you know, where you wanted to commit suicide and where you are today. You know, um, what, what, uh, what, when I went to the doctor, you know, the doctor said to me, you know, it's, 
this is the first step. You came to me. You know, you know that you need help. You know, and you're not shy about it. You know, and and when I spoke to the dog, he said, "Hey, he, I remember she stopped me. She's like, "Hey, when you get home, don't go lock yourself in the room, and 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 don't and then don't depress yourself more by 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 just sitting alone and just thinking. Like, go sit with someone that you feel like, you know, he 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 or she will un understands you. You know, and can talk with you. You know, it can not just." Not just family members, but friend, you know, um, 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 a neighbor, you know. So those are the steps that I used to take every single day. You know, every time I come back from the doctor, I didn't want to chill alone, you know. And 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 so yeah, I'm saying that's the that's those steps that I've been taking every single day. And for me, that's how I found my help, you know, by 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 just listening to the doctor also, you know. So I still have to cut a lot of things out, you know, like yeah, like a lot of things because I used to like, I used to love drinking alcohol so I can just sleep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so did, did you have to quit the alcohol or you just had to decrease and find? I quit everything. Yeah, but but yeah, but I was not an alcoholic. But, uh, by the way, uh, it was just that because I know, but you know, when I was at home. I used to like because no. I couldn't sleep at night. Mm. You know, so I was just maybe take a class and then just look at a movie and then pass out. Okay. So I just follow I just follow the steps, you know. Very important to follow the steps, you know, when you when you when you see someone. Right. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Carpal. Uh, Dr. Tandu, I'm just going to turn to you. Um, you. You know, once again, just your perspective, and it's it's so beautiful that you're also a medical doctor because we can ask you about these things. <laughs> Um, but personally, do you think, um, and you, you touched on toxic mas masculinity and, you know, the various ways that it manifests, you know, I think sometimes we think of the violent avenues, but, you know, there's also the repressiveness and not being able to speak about issues. So uh, from that perspective of, you know, people finding various coping mechanisms, do you think men in South Africa pay enough attention to their mental health? And, you know, how can they start moving in that direction? Because obviously there's a sense of pride and, you know, Carpo uh, touched on it, you know, that pride that um, I don't want to be seen as weak. How do you, how does one overcome that? And what are the various avenues or I suppose coping mechanisms they can employ? Thank you, Daniel. Um, so to your first question, I, I most definitely think that, um, as a South African men don't deal with um, with mental wellness and don't pay much attention to it. I mean, just taking into personal consideration, just my own life. Um, I, I'm medically trained. I'm a qualified medical doctor. Um, but it took me many, many years to ultimately turn around and start instituting various mechanisms in my life to prevent me falling off that wagon. And I mean, I've had my moments as well, just like any other human being, especially men in South Africa. But I think um, even more so, like the whole toxic toxic masculinity thing, is it's, it's an international thing, but I think it becomes even more important within our culture and our community in that we are Africans and we are South Africans, and um, our culture is extremely rooted in various societal roles for men and women. And, and I think one of the biggest things that I do on a regular basis, especially with the young men in my life, um, my nephews and, and my godchildren is, is I really do try and, and, and reposition the way that we raise boys these days and the way that myself and my friends see each other. And it, it's basically just taking into consideration that 
one can be a real man, but still be vulnerable enough to seek um, the help or the conversation of somebody close to them or a professional. I think another important thing is that um, this whole toxic masculinity thing of beating your your fists on your chest and saying nothing's going to bring you down is to realize that um, we are fragile human beings and you do go through things and you really can't conquer and achieve everything that you want to. And, and sometimes you need to really give yourself that break and, and, and take a breather. And I think, so for me, coping mechanisms, I think I'd start with just simple things. The first one, um, which is very important, especially in the world we live in and gender-based violence and all that kind of stuff that happens in this country, is to first of all, we need to all understand what our triggers are. Um, and I think even with Carpo's conversation, um, it's quite obvious what his trigger was. His trigger was his parents passing away. And, and, and ultimately, when somebody raised that in a conversation with him and it, it hit that sore point, he literally exploded. Um, other men's triggers are financial issues. Um, and it's probably most men's issues are financial issues, especially if they've got family and they have children and they're married, you know, because we are essentially apparently supposed to be the provider, even in a society these days where there's more women working than men um, and more women running households, which is, which is quite an interesting thing to look at. Um, but then I also think it's how you deal with your stress. Um, Papua mentioned drinking. Other people um, use drugs. Um, other people are aggressive. Other people drive cars fast and live a reckless life. Um, and, and we've all done some of those things at some point of times in our lives. And I mean, uh, basic things that I started doing over the past couple of years, especially with COVID, um, with regards to my mental wellness, it's, it's small things like journaling. Um, because at the end of the day, if you can't let that stress out or you can't let that issue out, whether you're vocalizing it or you're writing it down or you're doing a voice note on your phone, it's going to come out in some way or another. And the scary thing about that is that when it comes out, you lack control of your emotions when it comes out, um, which then means you can actually impact other people around you. Um, and then, of course, like, I mean, simple things when you're in the moment, you know, I'm sure you've had the situation when you're in the moment and you're really just about to explode. Um, and I used to laugh when people used to say to me, oh, just breathe, you know, I'll just take it easy and take a deep breath and relax. And, and funny enough, that technique actually works. Just, just taking a chill pill, stopping for a second, not opening your mouth and just thinking internally, which most of us are scared to do because we're actually scared of our internal environment. And then I think for men specifically, Dinewa, it's just don't judge yourself when you're upset. Mm-hmm. Um, we really need to cultivate this inner voice of compassion where if I'm angry or I'm sad, I need to be able to say to myself, Tandu, you are angry, you are sad, and you are valid in what you are feeling because you've been through something or you are experiencing something. And, and, I, think, and I think all of these things you know, basically speak to cultivating a deeper interpersonal relationship with your own being. Mm. Understanding yourself, knowing yourself, working with yourself, being compassionate with yourself, showing empathy towards yourself. And ultimately, when you do that, then um, you start taking control of what's going through your mind, you know, and that's and that's the that's the deep root when it comes to mental wellness. Thank you, Dr. Tandu. And I suppose just a follow up, um, but still staying with those coping mechanisms, you know. Um, I think when you're going through a turbulent time emotionally or psychologically, you know, employing certain um, tactics to help you cope um, is, is always useful. Mm. But financial pressure hits different. And I think we can all say that mm. it, it just hits different because there's, you know, there's 
that sense of loss of control as well. So much of, you know, when you're deep in the financial situation trying to climb out, it feels so out of your control. It feels so impossible to get over. Um, and, and so I, I guess my question is, how how do you feel or how can people go about um, dealing and handling financial stress? And, you know, what coping mechanisms can they employ there? Because, uh, you know, one would think that if you're in a dire financial situation, say your debt is just overwhelming, um, you know, you, you technically shouldn't even be able to move. But what a lot of us do is we will lash out and, I, I you know, lash out in inverted commas by going to spend more just to get rid of that feeling of I have no control <laughs> over my finances. So, you know, what are the he- uh, healthy ways uh, one can go about gaining control in that space and leveling that with their mental wellness. Definitely. And it's interesting that you say that to me because I'm sitting um, with my three months bank statements next to me <laughs> and I'm doing my own financial, I've been doing my own financial review for the past three days. It's a tough one. <laughs> You're brave enough to go that far. It's good. I mean, it's, it's end of the year. Um, it's something I forced myself to start doing yeah. three years ago was to literally evaluate the last six months of the year before I go into the new year. And it's a painful task and I try and make it very cheery by having lots of colorful pens and highlighters. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that's the first one is, is just to evaluate your financial situation. And I know some people might say periodically, um, but if you're starting off, I'd say start being obsessed with it. Start being obsessed with what's going in and what's going out. Um, and start being obsessed about how you can, you can pull those levers of what's going in and you can pull those levers of what's going out and you can start manipulating your own financial um, environment. And then I think the following part from that is probably the most practical one is, 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 is to design and stick to a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I've got my financial statements here, yeah, I've got my Excel spreadsheet um, with my budget on it. And, and I'm literally being honest about how much money I'm spending on takeaway, how much money I'm spending on coffee at Motherland Coffee and how much money I spend on Uber Eats. And, 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 it's, 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 and I'm basically sitting down and, and, and I'm looking at what is going in and is going out. And, and I think I mentioned this last time, um, the 50, 20, the 50, 30, 20% rule where 50% of your money should always go to your needs. And those are basic needs for any human. That's a roof over your head, that's clothing over you, and that's food and water and, and security. And then 30% goes towards your wants. I mean, you might say Netflix and Showmax is a need, but it isn't really. It's actually a want. And then the 20% needs to go towards savings. And, and, and it's quite obvious to me that the past couple of months, I haven't been sticking to that at all. Um, but at least when I know, it, it decreases the anxiety and the social stress and pressures in my mind of, of trying to stick to that because I can see the realistic picture. And because I'm compassionate with myself, I can go, listen, T, it's been a hard year. It's the end of the year. You can see that you slipped a bit. But the great thing about it is that you can move forward from here. Mm-hmm. And then I think... Um, a very difficult one, especially with the limited amount of money that people are making these days and unemployment, um, is savings. And I don't think people can appreciate how much even a small amount of savings somewhere that you're putting away each month, what that does for your own mental state, you know, it really does improve your outlook on things. Because first of all, you've achieved something you thought you couldn't achieve, whether it be 5,000, 500 rand or 50,000 rand, it's something, you know, it's something that wasn't there before. Mm. But then secondly, it means that you aren't really tied down to your current reality. You can start changing that reality. And then it makes other things possible as well, besides managing your finances, whether it be relationships or anything like that. 
And then I think for me, it's, it's, it's searching and understanding and becoming obsessed about learning about investments. Mm-hmm. And as much as savings are great, investments are even more beautiful. And to start, whether you're talking to your banker at the bank or you're talking to a friend of yours who might be a bit more financially better than you, um, or you're going online. There's so many interactive and exciting blogs online. I mean, coming from us and many other places throughout um, the various corporate space, which help guide people, as well as YouTube and these spaces. You know, spaces, I think, I never knew what a space was a month ago, but I'm really gaining a lot of appreciation for, for space. <laughs> We we will send we will send the invoice, Doc. Yes. <laughs> so like I mean, coming to these spaces, I mean, if I think of some of the topics you guys have discussed, um, for a newbie who hasn't listened to these things, it, it's such, it's so empowering to walk away from a conversation where you learn a few things. Where there's not a whole thing, but just a few things that you can stick to, you know. Mm. And then I think, um, and then I think it's 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 because you know we do have this thing called retirement in our lives, but it is going. I mean, retirement is becoming later and later. That I personally believe. Over the next 10 years, we'll all be working until we're about 80 and 100, um, especially with the improvements in the health sector and people living longer. But at the same time, having something for that future and, and understanding what that future is you want, you know, knowing what your North Star is. And slowly each day, whether you're falling down or you're making mistakes like myself when you look at your budget, but knowing where it is that you're going to go and actually putting things aside to make sure that that happens. And then I think the biggest, biggest problem with regards to mental wellness and financial, especially in our age, is most definitely credit. Mm. And and I think I was also one scared of credit, you know, um, when I was a doctor. I used to just use it and not think about it and then see this big bill. But I think the importance about credit is not being scared of credit, but it's understanding how one can utilize credit to improve their financial status and also understanding what is the cost of the credit that you are actually accessing or that you have already. Like learn those things, learn about what the interest is on that thing, learn about what your monthly fees are, um, even for your card, and, 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 and then learn about how it impacts you financially, whether it be a credit card for a thousand rand or a credit card for one million. But just become obsessed about credit. What does credit mean? How are people using it in a very interesting way? And how can I use it well as well, but also stick to it. Don't take that envelope or that email from um, from the blue blank when it comes in and it says this is your credit card statement. Most people don't open it. I know lots of people don't open it because I never used to open mine as well. Mm, mm. Actually, open it and have a look and, and have a look and see where are you. Yes, if you're in the red, at least you know you're in the red. Um, and that alleviates a lot of social, a lot of um, mental stress around these things. You know, the anxiety. Yes, and I suppose once you know and you you're well aware, uh, you can do something about it. You know. Um, and and, exactly. and that's the important thing. You know where you are, therefore you've got a starting point. Um, I also did quite enjoy the fact that you mentioned, you know, having um, certain habits in place. And um, I, I did want to just give a book I just finished reading, Atomic Habits, a shout out because, listen, I, yeah, <laughs> if you can get your hands on it, it's it's really, really great. Um, but yeah, um, Sam, over to you. Awesome. Um, I, I'm going to go back to Kapoor a bit. Um, thanks, Doc, I think, for, for, for the copious information and showing actually a link uh, between finance fitness or finance matters and mental health. And, and Kapoor, I know you, you're in the entertainment industry, right? Um, do you think yeah. the limelight and being in the, in the entertainment space you know, um, affects affects you in terms of mentally, you know, the pressures to show that you're doing well financially, the pressures to show that you have made it. Do you think it really impacts people? 
Um, you know, you know, my my life in the entertainment, right? I don't like showing people that I have money. I don't like showing people that I don't have money. You know, just just look at me. I will go to that shop. I will buy. I will go to that shop. I will go buy. I will go buy. But as soon as I post and I say, okay, I have this, I'm gonna tell you a story, right? Why I stopped. Yeah. So it was, I think, five five years ago, right? Um, I got a fake Rolex, right? And I went to. Did you know it was fake? To, to a, yeah. Yeah, I knew it was fake. But obviously, you know, when your friend is talking about, you know, like Rolex and everything, okay. everybody gonna say, oh, he has the same one also. Okay. So one day I went to like a chilling a at a friend's place and. When I uh, I got there, I wanted everybody to see this watch, you know. I wanted everybody to see that I'm living the life like that, you know. And when that watch, when the song came in, you know, the song, it says everybody hands up. And they stay there and they stay there. Can I tell you that the Rolex went out? <laughs> they fell off. It's printed everywhere. Everybody looked at me like, how? What kind of Rolex is this? I said, no, you see, this one is, this one now is like, you know, like different. As you can see, like, you know, you have to be very careful. That's why I insured it. I had to lie mm. because I want to show people that I'm living the life, which is something that I really, I mean, after that thing happened to us, like, you know, actually, you know, I have to accept uh, myself the way I am. And mm. I want people to accept me the way I am because I'm really tired of like, you know, lying and, 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 and telling people like, yo, man, yeah, I got, I got this much, you know, so I'm looking at car, like, that car's nice, I don't know what is cheap, man. Nah, I don't want to live like that, you know, anymore. Because in the entertainment business, everybody's expecting you to live like the the, the Americans, you know, like yeah. the, the, the Rick Rosses and whatever. Rick Ross says he has 150 million, but he doesn't have it, you know. And you in South Africa now, you talk about that and you feel like you you, you want to be like them. So me, one thing I told myself is that I'm not going to put pressure on myself, mm. you know. And you know, if I don't have the money, I don't have the money. I'm not going to go out and buy something for five thousand when I have uh, uh, six thousand. You know what I'm saying? I'm like uh, Doctor uh, um, Dr. Tando said. You know, uh, um, a lot of people have this pressure of of going out there and showing people that they can, you know, sp- spending and spending and spending. Mm. Which for me, I don't. You know, I, 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 in other ways, like you know, they come out. I really don't like spending, but man, but I'm trying to survive. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm really trying to survive. There's rents to pay. There's a car to pay. I have to pay those things. So I can't say, okay, now is the 31st. Uh, let me just go check out what's happening. But no, I don't want to live there. So I don't live like that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I, I, yeah, the entertainment business and people know I'm in the entertainment business and I love being free and being happy and, and, and just joking around with people. That's yeah. me. Yeah. That's how people accept me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so also a couple thanks for that. Um, you, you, you really speak about the importance of friendship, right? In your mental health journey you know how important is it to get the right friends you know especially as you as you're saying you know what if i've got a friend that is that is always boasting about what he has it may affect me negatively so what was the effect of you having the right friends around you right because of you you said that that really also impacted on your mental health journey having the right friend friends even in the entertainment industry yeah you know uh, my friend is really it's in the entertainment business industry and he's a very big artist you know um he's the one person like when, when i did my when i had an injury in my when i punched the glass into my hand you know um i had to go to the hospital when i go to the hospital the doctor's like hey this guy doesn't have medical aid and then one person that person who took me to the hospital took me from the house to the hospital 
when I was uh, uh, like bleeding and everything, the doctor told him like he doesn't have medical aid. He said, doctor, I don't care how much this guy, how much is it to, to, to do operation to this guy. Make him sleep here, and and I don't care how much it is. Please save my friend's life. You know what I'm saying? Please. And it was the first time seeing my friend cry after 20 years. I mean, that was like 18, 20 years. But I haven't seen my friend cry. And I looked at him and I said, what have I done? You know mm. what I'm saying? But, you know, and, uh, and the right friend, is it's, 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 it's all about loyalty, man. You know, you know, the people say eh, eh, love. Love is a feeling. Yes, we know that love is a feeling. But loyalty, my brother. You know, I believe in loyalty so much, you know. If someone talks about this guy behind his back, I'm going to tell that guy. That's me again. You know, and that person also, my friend, will always tell me, they say someone said this about me. But having a friend, a good friend in the industry and very important. You know? And I had my friend with me who had my back for you know, who was there to save my life, helped me out, who never gave up on me, who sent me a message after I fight him and go out and take walk for five kids and see they will say to me please do not do anything stupid to yourself because that's how i was when we stayed when we stayed together when we had the plastic bag as our wardrobe you know he would say to me please do not do anything stupid mm. you know that's a friend who cared about me and who would check on me you know and who would take everything like let's say i have a i would fight with him and i would take a knife and i would say yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stand myself and he would take the knife but one thing that my friend never gave up on me, mm. you know, he was always there for me. He paid for my medical bill. He paid for my doctor's sessions and everything, you know, and, and, and people would be like, you're always putting this person around, but they don't know what this person is doing for me in my life, who changed my life, you know, who, who, who was there for me, who never gave up on me, you know, because I didn't have parents, but he turned into my parent. He turned into my, my father and my friend, you know, that, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and funny is that the people think that that one friend of mine, but Casper, uh, and his name is Casper Nyovest, yes, that he's been, he's been through a depression uh, a moment also, you know, when I found him in the bathtub and he was stressing, why am I not making it big? Why am I not in the industry? Why am I not like the lesson and the, the big the big guys, you know? And, 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 and because you must understand, he made a choice of leaving school when both you know, parents are teachers also. You know, and he had someone to talk to, and that was me. And I always had someone to talk to him when I was going through all that um, I'm depressing stuff. You know, the first person I ran to, and I say, "Mama passed away." I ran to his house mm. and told him he was a fake person because I know he's my brother, he's my friend. You know, and 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 I would always keep that that friend who became a, bro- a friend who became a brother, and then you know what I'm saying, a person yeah. who. Saved my life because the doctor, when I I, I put the glass into my hand, that doctor said to me, Whatever angels you're praying to, keep praying to those angels. Because out of I think he said 35,000 patients, you survive and to not understand how you did it. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm so grateful to be here today. So I want everybody to know that, that, you know, you pass stages in life. You know, we've seen a lot of things happen. I've seen a lot of things happen in my life. We feel bad, we, we feel sad, you know. I, I was called names, I was called a failure. I was called that I would never make it. The one person said I killed my mom. It was my blood, you know, my, my, my our firstborn. You must understand that those things, those painful words really trigger you. 
and like Dr. Dr. T said, happens a lot. That people keep things in, in the heart and they keep it inside. And the time it comes out, it becomes warm. Hear what I'm saying? Mm. And this breathe in when you breathe in when you breathe out, and you need to like relax, relax, or walk away. That's what I used to do. Walk away. You know what I'm saying? I almost lost my life because I kept everything inside. That last part went in my, um, it cut the vein that pumps. I think you can be like the vein, you know, the, the, the small finger and the other finger on the left. So that vein was cut. Mm-hmm. So, it's so that's why the doctor couldn't understand what was going on and how to survive this long. You know what I'm saying? So it is very important to talk and not to think that. Great. Thank you very much, Carpo. Um, Dr. Tandu, I think, you know, um, Carpo touched on a lot of things um, now as he was speaking, but I, I, I wanted to focus on, you know, I think as society, a lot of us um, really want to keep up with the Joneses, right? Or the Kumalos or the Kizes, whatever. You know, we want to keep up appearances and that obviously informs a lot of the financial decisions good and bad, that we make. And, um, you know, one of the things we also tend to think is if I just had more money, if I just had more, and more money, I mean, we know more money, more problems. Um, You know, it doesn't translate, having more money doesn't translate to less stress. You know, some of us might go off, start your own business, get a side hustle, you want to do your taxes, um, you know, you, you want to just start doing things a bit better, but uh, in, in the hopes that um, it'll be less stressful. But sometimes it's not really the case and that doesn't translate to a, a free life. If anything, you're just bogged down with even more stuff to go through and figure out. Um, so how do you think we could talk about money in a way that doesn't place additional stress or make people feel that they're not keeping up or they're falling behind? How do we address, you know, the issues that, and, and those uncomfortable conversations about money without making people feel that, goodness, you're only speaking to me. I'm the only person, obviously, who's going through the situation. Because, I mean, now that we've had these spaces, we know that a lot of us have gone through all kinds of financial situations, but we obviously don't talk about it because more than mental health, I think speaking about money is such a touchy topic um, in our communities. Definitely. I totally agree. And um, I actually wrote that down, you know, the whole thing about keeping up with the Joneses slash keeping up with the Kumalons and the whole culture around Bazotin, Yabandu, if I don't have this car or live in this area, you know? Mm. Um, I think what's important and what I have done for myself just to to make money a less of a stressful thing is I engage with the subject of money on a regular basis. Um, I'm not scared to talk about money. And what you'll find in our cultures, as much as we like things and we try to keep up with our neighbors, we don't really talk about money that much at home, and neither do our parents talk about it when we were growing up either. And, and one of the simplest things I think that I started doing is I started engaging with the subject of money a lot more. Um, I started engaging with what exactly is it that Tandu wants money for? Because it's never the money you want. There's something you want, the, you, you want something, and the money is a means for you to get it. And I think that's the big thing that we need to take away from, is that it's not that you want to be a millionaire, <laughs> You want to be a millionaire because there's certain things you hope to attain. And and I think once you understand what those things are and you make them as personal to you as possible, it actually falls away what everybody else has, you know? 
um, you stop caring um, whether or not you've got the Rolex at the party or you're driving the Range Rover or you're living in a certain area because you know what it is that you want, whether it be looking after your children, looking after your spouse or your partner, looking after your parents, buying a house that is comfortable enough to house all of you where you can entertain quite freely and having your kids and, and maybe even your siblings and your extended family, having them go to school and get that degree. Um, once you articulate those things, I think, and you talk about them quite often, it's important. When it comes to the youth, um, anybody here who's got younger kids or younger siblings at home, um, I'd really, really encourage you to start making money one of the big topics. And I mean, um, when you look at all the topics we discussed, and uh, when I went on to, when I downloaded the Twitter app um, today, I saw all of your hashtags and trending topics. And, and I think all of our trending topics and hashtags, both online and at home, tend to be things that aren't linked to us personally at home. And, and, and I, I'd really like to implore everybody on this call to start making money a trending hashtag in the household and discussing it quite often, openly, because that makes things a lot easier when you approach the space. Um, and then I think also for me, it's, 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 it's one of those things of understanding your current situation that I said before, because I remember on the previous call, I was talking about savings and Tons of comments came through saying, but Dr. Tandu, I only earn this much. When can I ever say, when can I do this? When can I do that? I think it's firstly owning that maybe you are in a dark hole with your finances, which we've all had to do at some point of time. Assessing how you got into that dark hole and then assessing what it is that you need to get out of that dark hole. And if the dark hole for you is not having a BMW 3 Series, then I think you need to assess your priorities. But if the dark hole for you is not being able to put food on the table at the end of the day, even if you're working, then you need to address and look at your finances and be realistic with what are you spending it on? Um, and, and do you really, is it a need or is it a want? Um, and, and just approaching it in that manner. And it's not an easy conversation, Dinero. Mm. Um, it's not a one size fits all, um, but it's, it all boils back to what I started off saying. It's, it's having compassion for yourself and your circumstances, knowing what it is that you want, Talking about it and engaging with your finances regularly and not keeping them um, like the sticker lotion that should be under the bed that nobody should see. No, bring it out. Talk about it. Talk about the fact that you haven't paid your Fushini account or, or your Zara account in the past six months. Like, talk about it and tell somebody so you start feeling bad. You know? Mm, mm. <laughs> and then, and then on, yeah, so it's those basic things, you know? Thanks, Dr. Tandu. And I suppose, uh, you know, you, you obviously deal a lot uh, with families, generational wealth. You you see a lot of people who mm. seem seemingly on the outside or, you know, have it together. Uh, but in your work mm. um, in those spaces, um, have you ever gotten a sense that, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, financial insecurity? Um, how does it take hold or express itself um, on our population? Um, yeah, on our population mentally, you know, um, do you are you able to get a view? And I suppose, you know, what I'm trying to get a sense of is in your work on a daily basis, do you really get a stark, realistic view of, wait, hang on, these are the financial issues and stresses that are going on and going out in the country. And it's not just limited to a particular demographic. They experience or they, they, um, manifest in different ways um and and what are some mm. of those issues and um you know once again i suppose um you know what options or what ways have you seen certain people deal with those stresses definitely and i think and i think this links back beautifully to what you said earlier um about um financial 
mental wellness doesn't improve when you're when when you have that 10 million rand mm. if that makes sense and and i mean i work within um the high net worth and ultra high net worth space and i work with families who essentially have already built generational wealth and they're more concerned about how do they pass that on to their children and ensure their kids can handle that well but even with a hundred million rand or about one billion rand portfolio these individuals still have the same stress as we have you know they still stress about um and i mean it's that whole thing of the more money you have the more you stress about that five cents that's ex- added extra onto your onto your um your swiping bill or your bank charges that extra 10 cents those individuals become just as stressed as the rest of us do when it comes to that the only difference with them is that they can make that change a lot more easier than most of us can if that makes sense. Mm. So they do go through the same things. Um, but and, but lucky for them, whereas an individual, a Joe Soap on the street or a Tambani um, sitting in Alex who, who runs a little spaza shop, he's only got that thousand rand, but that thousand rand stresses him. The other people who've got the millions, they essentially can employ people like myself and other people within the wealth management space to come in and help them articulate that so they can build these teams around them. But it doesn't mean that Timbani and Alex can't start building his own team. Um, as we know, banking and, and financial advisors and financial planners, those things are a lot more accessible to anybody now um, around the space. And, and it's literally just, it's conversations that can help you unpack how you improve the situation. And, and I think the anxiety also, and, and linked to that point, is, is, is you can't do it by yourself. Mm. There's no I in team. Timbani mm. is not gonna fix that by himself. Um, whether he is the, the head of the household and he's living with his grandmother and his mom and his little sister, um, him dealing with that alone is not going to help anybody. And he needs to bring those people around him and have those conversations about, yeah, I'm going through a lot. And, and you'll probably be surprised. You know, We get raised not to talk to our moms and, and tell them about the problems we have. But um, just the simple feedback that a mother or a grandmother or a sister or a brother or a dad can give you when you do tell them about stresses can literally change your outlook on that thing um and i think and and also so for me it's, it's making sure that you get a team around you making sure you understand what it is you're dealing with but also being realistic with what your goals are mm-hmm. um i mean i mean look at couple couple was saying like he had to get to the rolex level and we all know who his friend is and his friend does roll around in rolexes and bentley's um, but, but, but one thing that interested me about Kapo is that he didn't actually go for the real one. He went for a fake one, which means he does have some mental, he has some financial wellness strategies in place. You know, he, <laughs> he sort of thought about that. He was, <laughs> you know, he thought about it for a second and he was like, you know, I'm not going to really like put myself into bankruptcy. I want to keep up with, um, with, with, with the Caspers, but you know, geez. I'm just pretend. <laughs> you know? And no one, no one will challenge me. <laughs> You know, no one's gonna challenge him, and, and just there, he already started pulling a lever, you know. And and I mean, and you, and I mean, and then you think about also like, um, especially now with social media, and it's one of the things that I love. I think it's a beautiful medium, but I also think it's a beautiful medium that needs to be used responsibly. The images that you see on a daily basis of people living these really outlandish lifestyles, um, I really, really implore the youth to start looking at it and realizing that it's not all real. I mean, this is real. Mm. This space is real. Um, but that video post or that five-second little clip of somebody getting off a yacht in the Maldives, mm. that stuff ain't real. Um, those things are really photoshopped to the maximum. They've got filters that get built for them that you can buy. And, and these people literally 
work on doing those images. And I think that's one thing that makes people stressed out about I'm not keeping up or I'm not getting there. Mm. Realize it's not real. Realize that they're actually doing a job. And then also realize that you've got your own story and, and start articulating that properly. And then all of these conversations become easier because it becomes personalized. Mm. Mm. Thank you very mm. much, Dr. T. That is oh, so accurate. None of that stuff is real. And thank you, Carpo, actually, mm. for... Uh, highlighting the fact that you know what um, <laughs> I think it's quite funny your interpretation where it's like I could get a real Rolex but you know what I'll just look like I do <laughs> awesome awesome um, Kapo le- 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 let's speak about legacy I think you know recently we have seen you with your health journey you know you, you're you putting hours in the gym you're running you know on the treadmill or you, you're running you know the whole of Joburg <laughs> Um, um, so, so, so I want you maybe to, to, to tell us, um, has, you know, your health journey, has it impacted your, your mental health positively? And, and what are you hoping, you know, what legacy are you hoping to create, you know, with, with, with your newly, you know, found, um, health journey? Number one was my breathing. Every time I, 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 I'm chilling with like my friends, someone will tell, look at me and say, are you sleeping? I'm like, no, because when I breathe, I, 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 it sounds like I'm snoring. Like, it, I, like, you know, like you're snoring. And, 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 and number two is that every time I try to tie my shoes, it takes me five minutes to do the right one and then five minutes to do my left one. That was one of the most, and then number three, every time I pass the mirror, I look at myself like, you? every day and I had to stop and I had to tell myself, you know what, I can't live like this anymore. You know, or when I try to buy a t-shirt, there's a t-shirt I have at home that I bought and when I got home and I tried to put it on, it didn't fit. And I said, one day I'm gonna wear this t-shirt. You know, so I'm going to gym. And I went to gym and I started doing this journey, you know, and trying to show people that, you know, cause I know a lot of people when they're depressed, they eat a lot. This is the, like, I eat a lot, like I would eat the, Beggars and then they have coffee and then Fanta. And again, my health. Coffee, imagine Fanta and coffee and 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 and, and two beggars. And, and then I pass out of the car and I pass out on the couch and I wake up at like two o'clock and I take that bag and I just sit one two with my eyes closed and I put it back and I pass out again. Five o'clock maybe at my five and I look at the time o'clock, change the channel, watch something else and I take maybe the coffee and I drink it. So. I said, you know, I can't be living like this. And I want to show people that we can't live an unhealthy lifestyle, you know. And also with the gymming, always help me help me save a lot of money. Mm. You know, like I don't do takeaways like, as much as I used to do takeaways. You know, you will buy something, you will buy a small you know, thing, and being small, I don't know, one, one centimeter, and it's 100 rand. Mm. And you're not even full, so you want to eat another one, you know. And I was just tired of eating that, you know, buy a bagger. So it saved a lot of money for me, you know. I'll buy a lot of healthy, I'll buy a lot of fruits, you know, vegetables, and and all of that, you know. And it changed. And by the way, I lost seventeen kgs. Seventeen. You know, yeah, one seven. Yes, sir. I lost seventeen. When, when kgs. did you start? I started on the fifteenth of August. I won't forget that day when I was suffering. I even posted a video on Instagram also. I was suffering. But I made it now. I can run 10Ks, 13Ks now, you know, because I'm fresh. 
But what I can say is that, you know, we need to like look at health in another way because especially as black people, yeah, yeah, generation, I know. Uh, South Africans, uh, you know, my black people, my black people friends. Uh, so, but what I can say is that we really need to like live a healthy life mm. and try to live a healthy life because we don't get taught a lot about health. You know, uh, 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 like mental health, you know, also with mental health, very important for us to learn about that as men because a lot of men, when I see them out there, especially, they call them sugar daddies. And when I describe a sugar daddy, it's someone with a big stomach, very big, you know, and who weighs 200. You know, handsome. You know, but we need to live a healthy life because I I changed my whole lifestyle. Mm. You know, and people around me also they have changed their lifestyle because they saw me do it. You know, and and mentally it was like most kids of mine. Every time I run, I think about good things. That I'm the best. You know, I'm yeah. the one. I'm make it. You know, I'm a champ. Yeah. You know, I'm the king. Yeah. You know, I'm the best. That's what I do. Every time, so mentally, they really help me out. And when I get to the house and I see my, my, my girlfriend there in the car, I say, my love, I'm the best, I'm the king. And then what's wrong with you? And I'm happy. Don't worry about me. You know, and you sleep happy. And when you wake up, you wake up happy. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, even if I'm left with two grand in my account, I need to make a plan. But I need to make it happy. Mm. I, need to be, I need to be happy. I can't, I can't be stressing and say, oh, no, no. Just say yes. Yes. It's going to be okay. Yes. I'm doing it. Yes. I need a plan. I make a plan. Yes. I'm the greatest. That's what I say to myself. Yeah. I'm the greatest. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Greatest. You know, I'm, I'm just the greatest. And I know that I'm not going to stress for two months. And then next thing, I'm going to stress the whole two months. Cry every single day. Make a plan. Yeah. That's what I do. Make a plan. You know, so gymming really has changed the way of, of thinking. Mm. You know, when I feel sad, I just go take a run, come back home. When I think about my parents, I say, I miss them. I say, Mommy, don't worry about me. I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mommy, I'm doing it. I'm making you proud. And I know that she will come there and visit me in a dream. You know what I'm saying? You know, so... That's me now. Quite, quite interesting. So your 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 fitness, you know, journey, physical fitness journey, you know, it's clear that it's affected your mental um, mental health journey, right? Have, have you seen that discipline, those habits spilling over also into the financial realm, where you you know maybe spending money better or you know managing your finances better? Right now, I'm managing my finances better, very like better, and I even check how much I have. All right. Okay, cool. Now nah, I'm not gonna buy that thing. That thing's too expensive. No ways. No couple. They they even call me Venom. Some a friend of mine called me Venom. The movie where movie called Venom. You know, Venom always comes out and says, Why didn't you take that person? You know, why didn't you do it? You know? So Venom is there's Venom in me, you know. Venom is always comes out and say, Don't you dare buy that. You know what I'm saying? That's Venom. You know, and 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 what's like the way of spending makes me think. You think because sometimes we, we we buy things to impress people. Mm. I've seen I've seen a lot of people we buy things to impress people. I'm buying this belt because it's five thousand rand, and then I'm gonna tuck in my t-shirt and wear it the whole week so people can see me. With, you know what I'm saying? So we're not gonna do that. We're gonna we we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna 
you're going to make the right decision when it comes to spending. Yeah. You're going to do everything right. You get me? No, definitely. Definitely. I hear you. you. I hear you. Oh, man, I just, right now, I just feel, I, 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 the energy. I just feel the energy. Thank you, Carpo. And you know what? I think a lot of us need that Venom voice in our heads just to help steer us in the right direction. Um, I think just to wrap up with you, uh, Dr. T, um, you know, what I love is you always share these very practical tips around um, well, managing money, financial um, uh, and, and managing money, mental wellness, etc. Um, but, you know, in your day to day life, we know we already know you sit with your bank statements. You talk to your money very lovingly. <laughs> um, but what else do you do in your day-to-day life to focus yourself, your mental and, um, you know, your general well-being, get yourself in the zone for the day, you know, make sure that if you've just had a horrible day, you get out of it. How do you, how do you pick yourself up and keep yourself on that road? No, definitely. Um, um, I think just to my own practical ways that I do it in my home is um, one of the things that I did about three years back, which helped structure my day and help improve my mood throughout it, was I got myself a to-do list book. And and this book literally has a page. Each page is filled with things for that day that I actually want to do. And it's not just work stuff. I mean, it's smallest things like feeding my dogs, taking my dogs for a walk, um, touching base with family, um, speaking to my sisters, making sure that I send my dad a text, but also um, checking my bank statements, opening up my investments accounts. Um, and then on that list, the other things that I've added to that that were never part of Tandu about three years ago are things that we hear about all the time. So I actually do meditate and I do it every morning for just 10 minutes because I've got a very um, short attention span. Um, so I just do a quick one, you know, and, and, and I make sure that that meditation for me is linked to affirmations. So I don't have to sit down and do affirmations again afterwards. And I think part of the affirmations is what Kamo was doing just now, you know, that whole thing of I am the greatest, I can do this, I can, you know, you write those lists down. And I practice those positive affirmations, which basically make me feel better about myself. And automatically, they make my day blissful. And then on top of that, um, I've become extremely obsessed about my goals. And, and, and I'm obsessed about them changing quite often because I used to be scared that I shouldn't change my goals. But these days I review my goals on a daily basis and they do change quite regularly. And I think that's a beautiful thing because it keeps me forever inspired and excited about what I can do. But also it just allows me to focus more on the important things. And then, of course, like, I mean, spending time with friends and loved ones and people that you actually trust, you know. Um, expressing yourself and not just about financial and mental things, expressing yourself about anything else you might be feeling and just getting it out there. Um, and then, of course, um, couple alluded to this, and I know you and Sam are very passionate about it, and that's keeping active and eating well. Um, yes, I've done what couple did before. I could smash two, two Big Mac supersize with extra chips mm. and an ice cream and, you know, and some chicken wings on the side just for lunch. And, I, and you know, I mean, and I mean, those kind of things are celebrated in our community. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm part Kosa, part Zulu. So quite a lot of my life is all about you know, that's yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we were encouraged to do that. But eventually I sat down and I was like, it's cost me a lot of money, but also I'm sure there's healthier options. And then um, it's, it's doing hobbies. Like th- there's nothing that can take away from just going outside and taking a walk. Uh, just mm. a walk, just a simple walk, just to clear your mind. Even when you're going through that stressful moment, just go outside and walk. 
um, and, and taking those small things. And then I think the biggest one for me, because I do come from the medical space and specifically the surgical space, is that they was encouraged never to sleep. Um, so I spent almost like eight years of my life um, living on minimal sleep. And now I love sleeping. Like even if I can take a nap, I can take, I can fall asleep so quickly. I can literally take a 30 minute nap. And like, so, <laughs> so I do those things, you know, and, and I had an argument with my mom the other day. My mom was like, no, I'm glad why I'm anemia. And I was like, no, mm. mom, that's what causes people's stress. You yeah. know, she mm. was like, Uzo-la-la. and I was like, yes, it's half past three. I'm going to take a 30 minute nap. I don't have a meeting. I've got another meeting of four. So I think those are the basic things. And then you just take them and, and you do them step by step. Don't try to do everything at once. Mm. Try one thing mm. each day or each week. And eventually it will start becoming a habit, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and ultimately you can start tweaking it to what you might need more friends than I do. Or you might need more sleep than I do or less sleep than I do. But it will depend on how you start feeling over time. And, and you'll see things will get better. Absolutely, Dr. T. And, you know, you made some very valid points. I think, um, you know, sleep, very important. We all grew up in that environment mm. where our parents were like, don't sleep during mm. the day. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no payment for sleep. Yes, you'll get a husband. <laughs> but, you know, thank you very much uh, to do, uh, both uh, Kapo and Dr. Tandu for sharing your insights. And, you know, we dealt with a very heavy subject today. So thank you for, for treating it with the respect, but also, um, you know, being open and free enough to share your experiences. We really um, appreciate that. Um, appreciate that. And thank you to everyone for joining us today. Uh, we hope we've created a meaningful or started at the very least some meaningful dialogue around, um, you know, the link between uh, your financial and psychological situation and your general you know, physical health. Um, and, you know, we've delivered the message to all South African men that their mental health is important. Mm. It is a priority. Yeah. And I think just the reminder that if you are experiencing any mental health difficulties, please don't remain silent. I actually read something a couple of weeks ago that it's time for men to stop manning up and start talking, right? Because of we, we've been manning up for all these years. It's not been working for us, right? So, you know, if you're having challenges, you know, reach out to a psychologist. You know, we, we have tweeted some of the numbers, some of the organizations, you know, that are out there and that are willing to help you with these issues. And you have trained people, you know, who can help you through, you know, mental health issues. So, you know... It's the first space we've had in a while, but we hope um, to join you all again soon for another chat on Twitter spaces. Yeah. And unfortunately, we reached the end of today's space. And Dineo, do you think we can create a mentally healthy and finance fit SA? Sam, it can be. Awesome, guys. Enjoy your, your Friday evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm -hmm.